hello there, Weege. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Trixie? I am all right. And we are going to just jump right into what's probably going to be a weird one. It's been it's been a weird week. There've been some weird races and I think this is going to be a weird weird little podcast. I want to say at the outset because we never do if you are listening to this on YouTube, please hit the like button. It helps us a lot. Subscribe if you feel like it. But um yeah, for the love of God, just like us. If you're listening, there has to be some reason you might like us. Come on, please. We're, uh, We're yeah. begging. Yeah. I'm begging. Uh, all right. I'll beg for us. Okay. Very good. Smash it, smash it people. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let us begin with our postmortem on <laughs> the Mr. D Stakes, the strange and wonderful Mr. D Stakes. We were watching the one of the last, well, the last big stakes day at Arlington Park Racetrack, which was uh, bittersweet, and there were some weird races in there, and I came one horse away from a $233,000 super, <laughs> super high five, so that bothers me a little. Ouch. It did. Yeah. It hurt me. It hurt me, and it was that stupid, I'm not saying stupid, it was that wonderful I Will Persevere who Ugh. blew up a million exactas and trifectas and exotic yeah. wagers and killed my super high five. Thanks. Oh. I will persevere. Way to yeah. go. Way to go. Thank you. Thanks for persevering yeah. all over my Thanks. bets. All over <laughs> my bets. So now let's discuss the actual race that we're talking about, which I think was it race seven? Nine. Race nine. Okay. Race nine. Race That's nine. the 20, the lovely 2021 Mr. D stakes, grade one stakes race on the turf. $600,000, one and a quarter miles, three-year-olds, and up. And can I just say, this was just a bitter disappointment for me. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, I wanted domestic spending across the board. Yeah. It's a great horse. It's, you know, fast like lightning, and it should have won, and it did not. And two Emmys, the horse that we were pretty sure was going to be second, because that's kind of how it rolls. <laughs> we were laughing at how much it comes in second, yeah. and it freaking had to win just to spite me. That's bitter. And small-minded I, two Emmys, it's very small yeah, of you. That's be right. better. It, be bigger. Be better. Yeah. So, so yeah, that just sucked. And then you know what else sucked? Armory. Armory oh my sucked. god. Armory. Oh my god, Armory. Armory's such a good horse and was nowhere. Nowhere. Oh my god. He was he was just like uh, I don't even know. What he was at the Applebee's. Armory, he was he was having lunch somewhere. Armory was apparently applying for a CPA exam <laughs> or looking to get into another line of work. He was ironing. He was, yeah, there was there was something like, you know, I've always thought I wanted to sell shoes. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Whatever he was doing, his mind really wasn't on the job at hand. Is all I'm he saying. Not all I'm saying. He was probably like, "Oh, where can I sign up for a Kaplan course for a CPA exam? Is that is that online? Oh, good. Do you need a Do you need a credit card for that, or can I use my debit? Like, I just feel like he was busy with something else, and he wasn't yeah. in the race, and so that also sucked. I agree with you. That totally sucked. So Glenn, it was outrageous how bad that was. Like, I oh. just thought, oh, for sure, this one's gonna 
pull it out and, you know, he's one of Galileo, Galileo's oh, no. kids. Yeah. And I'm like, you stunk up the place. That oh. was just, we were all just sort of awed by the <sighs> sucking. So Glen so, County, who was another yeah. import, did do better. But then yeah. do we want to talk about the no juice space traveler? <laughs> keeps, Come on, just for a moment. It keeps making me want to sing space cowboy, space traveler. Bet you weren't <laughs> hanging for that or whatever the words are, but it's bet you weren't juicing for that. So manages to show up enough in the pack that I say, well, even without the juice, it's a decent horse, but no money. No money, mind No you. money. No. No money, no problems, Noel. That's yeah, what they say. I, so no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no money, no money problems. No money, no problems. Look at yeah. me living the life of bliss and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I detect a little bitterness. No, I'm not going to lie. No, yeah, maybe a little. I just it was maybe a little. It was a, I mean, it was a funny race. This race it's always fun to watch the races, but this one got weird, and I don't know what this to one, say. Well, I'll tell you though, your super high five. That race was like it really was a punch bowl. Oh, like, that oh race! Like, how do you even pick between all the turds in that punch bowl? I mean, it really was a punch. It bowl, was but... a steaming pile of succotash, <laughs> and it was ridiculous. And it was hilarious, but it was just like that oh. was bad. I mean, this race was a bitter disappointment, and that that one was. It was actually funny how bad it was. And so. can I tell you, with with uh, it, again, it was one of these like smaller fields of horses. We'll talk more about that later. But smaller fields of horses on the super high five that I bet. I probably should have just bet every combination that I could think of. Yeah. Because and the freaking pool. All the ones you could afford. Yeah. Right. The freaking pool was $233,000, which then rolled over to $264,000 because not me or any other idiot managed to pick I will persevere on the right. outside post. Okay. I know. Whatever. It does make you want to get a spreadsheet. You know what I mean? Like maybe I should just get a spreadsheet out so I can just, you know, and it's like, I know there are people out there with their databases and their spreadsheets and all their stuff. And they're like figuring out, you know, all of these zillions and, and, you know, they're unhappy when they don't figure it out too, because they have all the technology and the assistance and everything. Right. Right. They get like, mad too. I'm, yeah, they don't like it when they don't find the winning combo platter, but, you know, Well, and whatever. I want to explain, just, so, you know, for you, beloved listeners, um, both Weege and I did have winning bets last weekend. We did win in various That's races. That's true. At That's true. We did, we did have some winners. Yeah, we, we, we both had placed winning bets, but the amount of winning we did with the kind of odds meant that we didn't you know, recoup all that much. So even though we won, you still come out a little bit in the red. So, so that's why we're, you know, basically like bitching, like bitter old harpies. That's, that's it. That's it. It's true. Listeners. Cause we, this was our opportunity obviously to, um, you know, try to enjoy Arlington one last time and reminisce. And we did, we reminisced at the Chicagoiness of it all, which, Chicago is just itself. It's its own unique it was, blend of things. It is. And, you know, so we we kind of enjoyed that. And we also, you know, we dipped into a lot of, you know, we even had some feelings, some feelings. We did have but feelings. But then we also, we also decided we're just going to kind of not blow it out, but we were going to try a lot of different exotic wagers and, you know, do a lot of things. So it's it wasn't like we didn't win anything, but... 
what we did win, obviously, as Trixie is saying, it was, it was not, you know, I still lost, but it wasn't as much. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and we, and we do, you know, we do highly endorse a lose slowly attitude. Definitely. And that is one of the things, just in case anyone doesn't know, one of the reasons that horse racing is great is because it is possible to choose to lose slowly so that even when you're not winning big, you can lose slowly. You don't have to just flush it all away. It doesn't have to right. be like that. You don't put everything down on number six and end your day there. Yeah, you, do, you, don't, you don't need to do that. And yeah, so you, so you have the ability to make choices that maybe it doesn't give you as big a chance to win, but it also allows you to maybe recoup a bit or win some. So, you know, there's some lose slowly stuff yeah, we're, going on. We're but. not we're not complete losers, just partially yes, losers. Yes, thank you. Partial yeah. losers. Yeah, whatever partial losers. whatever that night whatever nice word for for that is. <laughs> we're not, you know, like on TV where they have the biggest loser, this right. would be like the not biggest loser and <laughs> Also, not (laughs) not quite winning. Yes. Something. Yes. So it's not a flan. It's not a creme brulee. I'm not sure what it is. It's not a jello mold. It's something in the middle. It's like a, it's like a baked Alaska with like some hair in it. (laughs) Yes. With, and maybe with some boba tea. So something, you know, something that's like a weird texture. Like one of the grossest stories. I still think about this. Somebody's talking about drinking a chocolate yoohoo and finding oh a l- finding a lump in it. Oh god! Like, can you imagine anything oh, worse? Uh, like uh, like a toenail. Like we're just like, what is this a mass of? What's growing? Is this like? Is this turning into a person in here? Oh my god! Like yeah, really? In the yoo-hoo? Right. Stem cells in the yoo-hoo, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) Now we're back. (laughs) And now now we're back. And that was, was, dear listeners, that was a Mr. D. (laughs) Mr. D stakes. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. So just you breathe deeply and I'll tell them how the how the trumpeters while they were doing the bugle calls for the for the uh for the gate, they would also play little bits from like tequila and you are my sunshine cuz that's Chicago and they had a kid who was probably 19 singing Frank Sinatra songs in a tuxedo in front of a John Deere tractor because that's oh, Chicago. Man. That is. It was Chicago. Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago. Chicago. It was. Yeah. It was. Cr- it's it was the same crazy. things over and, and over and over. I want to thank one of our dear uh, listeners because you're all beloved to us. But this dear listener actually has commented more than once, which we really appreciate, and uh, was able to affirm there are plenty of places that you can. Uh, drop your cash on slot machines from Chicago to Waukegan. And another, you know, godforsaken slot parlor is maybe not what is needed. There's no shortage. So uh-huh. just as we suspected, as we suspected. Yeah. So shall we 
Weege. Move on to uh, next weekend's excitement. Sure. Sure. Why not? All right. Um, let's see. Let me just tell you, we have two races and we have the, the TVG Pacific Classic and we have the Alabama Derby. So the Pacific Classic, that's at Del Mar. Um, and that is going to be, that's good. It should be a good one. It's 600,000. It is grade one. It has some horses you may recognize and they're good. They're really good. So hopefully, you know, we're going to, we're going to make some headway. You're talking about the Alabama? Oh, wait, which one am I? Yeah, I'm talking about the Alabama. Yeah, the Alabama. Okay, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I veered off the track for a moment. Yeah, and, it, I'm, and, I'm it's, back now. and it's just the Alabama. It's not a derby. It's for Phillies. Right, the Alabama Sticks. Yes. So, okay. All right. Uh, oh, it's a non-Lasix race, I see. Yeah, because it's a win and you're in. Yeah, it's a no-sauce race. But basically, the fun thing is... All of the horses who are entered in it are already qualified for the Breeders' Cup, so oh, they right don't then. need to care. They're all in. <laughs> Win and you're in, or don't care, and you're already yeah. in. So uh, we have seven horses, <clears throat> and one thing that I told Ouija I uh, wanted to do, and we will do, is we will put a link in the description box to an article that just came out today that we both read and jumped on from Horse Racing Nation about why the fields are so small um, and have been so small this racing season because we've been, again, laughing about it and going, is this always like this? And apparently, no, it is not always like this, enough so that they <laughs> that they wrote an article to detail and interview a bunch yeah. of people to ask about what we, some of the reasons both, are. Right, because this is the year we started doing this and we're like, is it always this weird or are we just not aware of the fact that it's just, this is normal? Like what's normal? Cause this doesn't seem like it should be normal. I, no. I don't ever remember it being weird like this. Well, and, and it turns out it's a pretty weird year. So it, it, it makes is. me feel better to know that. Cause I'm like, some of these races are small and the horses are odd and I don't even know them. And they're just kind of coming out of nowhere and some of them are winning and you can't even find information about them. It's so weird. It, it is strange. And, um, you know, part of it is coming off the pandemic, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of it is as we're returning to function or full operation, um, some people have problems getting the kind of labor support they need, bringing all the employees back, uh, basically right. all the different employees that help run the track, including, you know, the grooms and the people who, who do a lot of the um, backside functions on the track. And then just other things, people not wanting to move their horses around. They say that when there are dominant horses, it can kind of drive out uh, competition. And yeah, there's some weird stuff. Anyway, we'll link to the article. The article has a lot of interesting things in it. One of the interesting things that I will um, mention, however, because I want Weege to get your take on it, what do you think? It was sort of thrown in there at the end, but one of the people interviewed said, it's because there are more syndicates that own horses. Because Hmm. what this person said, um, and I forget who it is, and 
as I said, we'll link the article. I'm not going to dig it up. But uh, he said uh, that when owners and breeders have the mare and the daughters, you know, when they're holding the lineage, they care more about running for a win because it improves Oh yeah, value of their lineage. But if you are a syndicate and you're just racing this horse on a per race basis to see if you can win, you might take a pass because it doesn't add any luster to you overall, or mm. it doesn't say, "Oh, but that the mare, you know, this proves that the mare has great value, or that the daughters have great value, and therefore you can um, continue to charge good prices for your." breeding stock basically right so i thought that was kind of interesting what do you think i'm not sure because syndicates still have breeding rights i mean they they can still hold lineage i mean i don't know it, well maybe, they can but not, he said but he said he well i guess his his idea guess, was the owner breeder you know the person right. who's who is the uh owner and breeder and and I think when he was talking about the syndicates, obviously they can still have the breeding rights, but I think maybe he's talking about the pure, you know, the pure play racing syndicates, like they just, yeah. you know, run it and then dump it, kind of. That could be. That could be. I mean, it the it's weird too because like I'm all right. Should I admit I am part of? I have a a micro share of one and. They do move those horses in and out quite a bit. I mean, horses that I knew were part of the stable, all of a sudden they're just kind of gone. And I'm like, what happened with that? And I don't even know what they do under the circumstances. Like all of a sudden it's no longer part of things. Like what happened there? But Hey, you know, so I can see, I can, I guess it's their prerogative, but you know, I still own a piece. So what the heck? Well, you know, I can really see that where, I mean, if we do a comparison to other kind of sports where people talk about, you know, you're getting these, let's say you sign some people to long-term contracts because you're trying to build a franchise around them Mm -hmm. versus a bunch of free agents that you're going to, you know, sign up for a season and then you're going to get rid of them or they're going to go off to other, you know, other places, you know, that are more journeyman kind of things. And so I think it probably is different if you're trying to maintain the name, if you will, the name of your franchise Mm -hmm. or the breeding line that you have, and you're trying to maintain that as a desirable thing that people would want to pay money for, not just because of the racing results, but then they want your breeding rights. So, um, yeah, it is interesting because I guess, you know, if it's not, you know, focused on that, then it would be a situation where, you know, you're just trying to develop the individual horse as best you can to get them to perform. Right. So, you know, I guess that's a little more, I, I guess you're, yeah, it is a little more disposable, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not great. But no. It, right. And I don't know necessarily, I mean, I, I do think some bloodlines are better than others when they have, you know, additional heart capacity (laughs) pulmonary and you know other but otherwise like I don't know I mean you can get a cheapy horse and have it perform like crazy so I don't I don't know I mean that's that's an area I haven't really dug into because I'm I 
I'm not so sure about it. So well, we will. I don't know. I don't know how much value is there. We but will that's be. Just me. We will be talking uh, later on, not this podcast, but in the future, we're going to break down various areas that have to do with the state of racing and aftercare, which will kind of touch on these subjects. Like what happens when horses are no longer racing? And that's really an area that we just been kind of digging into. And um, Donna Brothers did an article for the Pollock Report where she sort of highlighted some of her top issues with racing right now. And it included a link to another um, set of articles as well, which are on the state of wagering in horses, in horse racing, and how that can be improved. So we are fans of transparency. We think that horse racing is at, is at a critical moment when it can be picking up a lot of new fans, um, the kind of people who've had enjoyed investing in crypto, who enjoys all sorts of online gaming, and all sorts of other kinds of wagering would be natural to be interested in horse racing, to appreciate the kind of odds that you can get and the kind of fun and excitement you can have. But um, attention needs to be paid to some of the undeniable issues that exist in the sport, Mm -hmm. in the way it's been run, um, in the improvement that we want to see in the treatment of horses, the people who work in it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're definitely not trying to like add sunshine and glitter where it's not deserved, but we think that if lots of people are watching the sport and enjoying it, more sunlight can only help the reform of issues that could really use it. It's true. It's true. It's where we are at that critical moment and it's, you know, it can be a real opportunity. It's it's a tremendous opportunity. It's an opportunity. And then also, you know, the the trends are going in the right direction. So, you know, we're having, you know, less of the, you know, horrible failures that we've, you know, had in the past, less injuries, less deaths, less, um, you know, just, you know, less. So that's been great. And it's trending downward every year and it's at an all-time low now. So, it is a good time. There's probably never been a better time in terms of safety. Um, but, you know, it's it's been abused for so long. The sport has been so abusive for so long that, you know, it has to really kind of gain its gain a new reputation, create yeah. a new reputation, really be something new. It does. It has to it has to um sort of refute kind of the the things that have happened in the past. And it also has to move forward in a way that people can enjoy and feel really good about. And we want that too, obviously. We want that. Mm -hmm. And we think there should be tons more people watching horse racing than are. I mean, if people are going to be, you know, doing a scratcher or playing fantasy football, there's no reason they shouldn't be interested in horse racing or online poker or any of those other things that they could be doing. This is as legit a choice for leisure as anything else. So um, 
And in some ways, I think it's, we think it's, it's awesome. Yeah. In yeah, some ways we is. think it's much better, but I was going to maybe sell that later. Give my top, my top <laughs> reasons why horse racing is better than, <laughs> than a bunch of other You know what? Things. I'm going to, I'm going to wait and enjoy that. So there you go. But, uh, but yeah, we will be talking more about all of those topics because we are really fascinated by them, but we are in the middle of racing season and we're just fried as hell. So let's, <laughs> so let's move on to- Whose idea was it to do all these damn races? <laughs> it was somebody stupid, somebody stupid, somebody who's an idiot, somebody <sighs> who you should have said, it can't be multiple races every week. It could be one race. If it was well, you one know. race a week, but I will tell you, good news is once we get through these two races this week, uh, then the 28th of August, we have one race and it is a monster, the monster. Yep. It is yep, the, the Travers, the run happy Travers, AKA the midsummer derby It is the 152nd running $1.25 million for three-year-olds, one and a quarter miles on the dirt. That's G1. Of course it is. And um, it is the, you know, the highlight of the Saratoga meet. So that will be the only race we have to worry about next week. But back to the damn Alabama, because Alabama, <laughs> it's the 141st running. Give it some success, some respect, Weege, for God's <laughs> sakes. Okay. So I think for the Alabama, um, I'm still going to go with Malathat. I think that horse is very strong. The odds on what? Did, what, what am I seeing these odds as? One, one to one. one. Yeah, that's great. What I'm awesome. Useful. Good times. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good great. stuff. Well, I'll have to put that horse with some other things and make a stew out of it because obviously there's no money to be made there. Um, but I mean, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at someone's picks right now, and I agree with them for the most part. So they've chosen Malathat, uh, Army Wife. And Maracuja, and I would throw in Crazy Beautiful also. And I don't know what order yet, but probably Malathat I want first. But otherwise, we'll see. I'm going to do a little something with this race because it, it it should be. I hope it's good competition. I hope it's fun to watch. I hope everybody fights for it. I mean, this is the thing. I'm looking at these horses, and I'm feeling like any one of them could win if it was a G2. Yeah. But but the funny thing is they've all been running G2, so maybe this is sort of a G2. I mean, it's a G1, you know, maybe they're we all have, stepping up. We have horses like, you know, Malathat uh in here and um and Army Wife, but really most of the field that I can see other than Maracuja and Malathat have been running well, there's a little bit of G1-ishness. Will Secret's been running G1s and coming in third. And I'm like, eh, that's not ideal. Clarier, uh, I bet uh, last time out on the Coaching Club Oaks, uh, Clarier also was running at the Mother Goose, came in third on both of those. Um, didn't even show in the Kentucky Oaks G1. So Clarier, probably an undercard bet. like. Not like last win was um, 13th of February in a G2. Uh, I don't know. So that's the thing. If I could do nothing but construct an undercard, and maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should just bet all my horses to place show. You know what I mean? And just be like, I don't actually know if anyone's going to win. Maybe nobody will I know. Will I do. 
I do find myself sometimes feeling that way. Like, why am I bothering? Why am I bothering? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's funny. some in kind of every week it's some level of insanity, and I feel like there should be more, slightly more predictable results. I don't know because I don't know what normal is, but it just seems like you should be able to, you know, not have riders being dumped and, you know, not have weird upsets all the time. But hey, maybe that's just the deal, man. But if I don't it, know. If that I'm didn't new. happen, the pool. I don't know what to do. If that if, the, if that if that didn't happen, the the pools would be very different because it can't be predictable to win or nobody would bet. Like they, you can't. I know. You got to get someone to take the other side of the bet. So I'm saying. I might, what I might do in the Alabama, to be honest, is just bet for the weird stuff. Like just bet for the lower finishes, just bet for the outsides, because I just um, don't even really see the point about betting Malathat to win. I think Malathat <laughs> will probably win. And I just oh, don't see- Oh, we don't see... know that. We don't know that. I said probably. <laughs> I didn't say yes, yeah. but it probably. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't, but even if- a, what am I going to do? Like bet show on a one-to-one odd for Malathat? <laughs> Where's the fun in that? No. I know. I'm like, it isn't even that fun to win on, on anything. No, that It's like, I usually like am in it for the joy of winning. Like I was right. And I, I enjoy my bragging rights. Bragging rights And in this cool. case, it's kind of like, well, all right, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I'm going to try and dig down and come up with something like uh, just maybe a little bit of a, of a grid uh, of, of <laughs> not a grid. It's not, I don't mean like a, a formal, yeah, no, I don't out. mean like one of those things they put in all the TV shows where like somebody's got like newspaper clippings and like red <laughs> yarn on the wall, <laughs> like linking together their uh-huh. targets or their, you know, or their prey right. or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. What I mean is I'm just going to try to create like, uh, if I were knitting, for example, a hammock mm-hmm. of bets for losers, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna like just deal with the undercard because maybe I was just born to to bet the undercards. Maybe that's maybe that's my superpower. Have you ever thought of that? I, you know, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> well, yeah, thinking about well, it now. Yeah, you are okay. <laughs> yeah, you are because I might show that the power the power of the undercard right now. So let's uh, let's move on, shall we, to the TVG okay. Pacific Classic? Yeah, it looks like a little punch bowl action to me, but all right, it is. You a, know, it I'm, is another punch bowl. Honestly, this is the one that made me think: Can I bet everybody to place? Because see, that's I don't even know does what anyone to do with want any of these to win? horses. I can't. Even I don't tell. even. I don't even know them well enough to insult them, and that's really sad. That is sad. <laughs> one thing I'm going to tell you that we've that we've got is we've got a number of <clears throat> slightly older uh, geldings in this race, which include Cupid's Claws, who is in the outside post and like a five year old gelding, and then we have another one I think in here who's like a slightly older, uh, like a four or five year old gelding. So. There's some interest there. I thought of the horses that I was looking at. I didn't mind Express Train. I immediately sort of liked the look of Royal Ship. That seems like a relatively, right now it's at seven to two, so that's looking pretty solid. I don't mind um, Tis a Magician. 
I don't either. I, I like Tis Magician. Tis a Magician hasn't been running in the toughest company, but has been doing well. Um, going to be written by Flavian Pratt, so I like that. Um, Tripoli, uh, I don't know if that's in the first post. Then we've got Dr. Post, which sounds refreshing and delicious. <clears throat> made, made some money. It's so made some money, something. and it's going to be written by uh, Joel Rosario. It's a uh, four to one. I mean, it won uh, middle July pretty decisively uh, mm-hmm. in the G three. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's been doing better. And when it when they put it in the G ones, it's just not showing up no. too much. But oh, I don't know. No, Here's the a, Belmont. It's a hard leap. Came in second in in the Belmont. In a Belmont G one, so I don't know. Yeah, Doctor Post is a is a maybe for me again. Royal Ship. I said I sort of liked Royal Ship. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not totally sure why, to be honest, uh, because the the winning has not been tremendous lately. Like it's been a little bit all over the place, and then you know for a while last year wasn't wasn't really showing up at all. But still, I don't know. So those are those are really who I like. I sort of looked into um, Independence Hall and uh, Sheriff Brown. I don't know. Maybe it's hard for me to fall in love with these horses. I know they have these really very mixed, yeah, records. And yeah, that's that. That's making them very difficult to pin down. Yeah, they've got they've got very mixed records. And they've been racing against each other. And so you don't really know because they they just trade places with each other in various races, which I find also kind of like, ugh. I mean, it, get, it gets hard to see and I don't know. Yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. Here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come up with magic. By the time, okay. by the time we bet it, I'm going to have so a too. great idea. I mean, to me. I'm I'm sort of I'm partial to Royal Ship. Doctor Post looks, you know, I mean the the amount of winnings, it's pretty substantial. Uh, I like Tis Magician. I don't care if they want to toss it. Who wants? <laughs> I to like toss it anyway. It? They're wrong. Horse Racing Nation said <gasps> toss. No, I I don't yeah. feel that. I'm not really, tossing it. No, I don't. Feel I would that. say it would be. I would say it was like. Mm, probably my top pick even though I can't explain it like I know I, it's just there's something there for me and Tripoli I think I feel like I should like Tripoli but I don't have any feeling about it so I mean I feel do? like I should like Tripoli but I just can't I mean I don't know I don't know so <clears throat> yeah so I think I'm probably, I'll definitely do something with uh, Tis a Magician of some sort. Um, and then probably Dr. Post, um, Royal Ship. I'm having a little bit of a feeling to bet Cupid's Claws. And I think Cupid's Claws is not completely losing. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm a little bit crazy, but I feel like, (laughs) well, maybe I'll bet it just to be, just to be exciting. The Cougar 2 Handicap G3, which was on 718, they came in second to Tis a Magician. So, yeah. 
that's, I don't know what that means, but it's, that's out there. And then what on nine twenty seven twenty they came in first and his magician came in second. Yeah. They're all running against each other in all these weird stakes races and then claiming races and who the hell knows. So I know. You and you, you don't really know at, at what you're dealing with. And, um, no, I think this time we're just going to go with intuition. Let's just, I got a vibe. <laughs> the, the, the great beyond told me to bet this horse. There you go. I mean, that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's what good. it's going to come down to for me. I mean, I think, I think that's good. Yeah. I think it might come down to that. And something, you know, a lot of times it kind of does, right? Your last thought is like, okay, all right, this is what I'm going with. This is, this is what I'm feeling. And that, you know, you, the ones we're picking today could be, you know, we might toss them out at the last second going, oh, well, you know, cause those last minute thoughts are usually a little closer to reality. And the other thing too, is we may get some late scratches because that, that's true. That, that happens, happens a lot, lot too, especially because as they're talking about with these races, you know, people are putting their horses in where they think they have a chance to win. And so if you think you have no chance to win, after you get the post draw and you find your on the outside and the horse that's dominating your class is, you know, on the inside, you might go, yeah, no, I'm not going to bother. I'll, I'll <laughs> yep. see if I can find another race. And that's actually what happened to us um, on the day of Arlington, where we had uh, another mystery who we sort of bagged on on our podcast as being probably <laughs> outclassed. Well, we were not the only ones who thought that because that horse became a scratch. And then mm -hmm. they popped the horse into the next race. Where right, they where they got a better position. Yeah, well, and a better company. Mm -hmm. Like a much, like a, a, a less... Less challenging? Yeah, yeah. And then another, <laughs> yep. then another mystery won. So they showed, they, they showed they knew what they were doing. The connections right. of another mystery um, planned that well. They, they responded well. yeah, because well. you get, you get, or you have to pay a fine or some type of fee. So it obviously was well worth the fine or the fee to do the late scratch and then win the next race. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure they're very happy with the way they managed it. Um, mm -hmm. and they should be, and they should be. Yeah. Yeah. They should be. Cause that's their, that's their job to try and give the horse the best possible chance. So, um, I will not be surprised if we see, um, the one horse that really stands out to me. Yeah. In the, uh, in the Alabama played hard, like what the heck is played hard doing in there? I don't know. Mm, I have got yeah. my doubts about that. So yeah. that's the number five horse currently. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we do want you to listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform. Go check uh, our YouTube if you'd like to see. Um, we we do the versions of our podcast there. And we also have other informational videos. We're going to be coming out with another one any minute now. It's any minute. Any minute as now. As long as I don't toss everything in the garbage by accident, don't, it, yeah, I have don't something brewing. So yeah, we'll, we'll have a great uh, new video, which is will be another sort of resource and educational video that you can take advantage of if you're interested in horse racing and want to learn more about how to study up on the horses, how to participate, how to decide about wagering, though Lord knows it is not doing us any good, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is you're a smarter person. You're better at this than we are. Now just go prove it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at least, at least, well, all right. You know what? I'm not even going to say anything else. 
we'll just, we're going to leave it here. We're going to leave and it I'm here. I'm going to leave it here. We're going to leave it here with here. the chipper people. The chipper people. <laughs> okay. And people may not know why I said One time I threw it to Weege at the end because I wanted her to say happy racing y'all because that's kind of one of our little catchphrases. But she didn't know that's what I was asking for. So instead I said, do you have anything to say to the people, Weege? And she was like, stay chipper, which struck me as outstandingly dumb to say, but and yet charming. I didn't say not ch- very charming. So, so now, so now we stay chipper. You know, it sounds so, it always sounds so much stupider when you say it. Like I, I could be feeling good about myself, and then I hear about when I said stay chipper, and then it's like. I, I, it's oddly brilliant, but you know, really dumb. You know, it's only my way to keep you down because otherwise, you know, who knows? I, I, who knows I what you're going to do? Time, though. You, you, I, you I rise up. You're rising up in triumph. So <laughs> I just got to hold you down as best I can. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I'd go that far. What's a what's a two dollar triumph anyhow? Really? Yeah. So. Uh, so you know what? Chipper that's another, is what I'm really trying to say to you. That's actually another good slogan, $2 Triumph. I think that's nice. Anyway. Hey, you know. <clears throat> uh, until, I got a million of them. Yeah, <laughs> until next time, uh, y'all be great. Uh, race well. Enjoy your summer because racing is in freaking high gear. It's just mental how much racing is going on right now. It is. And until it's crazy. next time. Happy racing, y'all. Happy racing, (laughs) y'all.